All right, We Got a Memo podcast is back at you. It is week four of the preseason, so you know what that means. NFL is next week. Next Thursday is the opener, Green Bay versus Chicago. It can't come soon enough, especially considering this week is some of the worst football, professional football you'll probably see, but it has some of the best college football you'll probably see. Um, so we have something to get us through the week. What are we going to talk about this week? Some of the big news. Um, if you haven't heard by now, Andrew Luck unexpectedly retired um, on Saturday. I was watching the Florida-Miami game, and Schefter's tweet popped up on my phone. And on the bottom of the screen, it was crazy. Basically, he said that uh, just the four-year cycle of injury, pain, rehab took the love of his game away from him. So he retired, unfortunately. We will get more into that as this episode we are going through our division, AFC division picks. Um, we each took a division. Roland has the east, Zay has the north, John the south, and I the west. Um, so we're going to go through those. We'll, at the end, we'll touch on latest holdout news for Clowney and Zeke. And an unexpected reported offer uh for a soccer player to play in the nfl so roland has to leave first so roland get us started on the afc east please all right uh this one seems like it should be a bit of a no-brainer but uh i'm not gonna take any teams for granted here um so everyone knows the teams you got the pats the bills the Jets and the Dolphins, and I actually have them ranked in that order. Um, as long as Tom Brady's in New England uh, and he doesn't start throwing the ball like uh, the final season of Peyton Manning, um, I don't think that it's unreasonable to think that the Patriots to assume that the Patriots are going to win the division. Um, they've been absolutely dominant. Uh, only one season, I believe, that they didn't win it, and that was because Tom Brady tore his ACL, uh, and then they still got eight wins that year. So, um, as long as as long as Tom Brady's still in New England, New England's still the king of of the East, uh, and you could even say you know Belichick at that too. Um, but yeah, I mean this the Pats team is. Uh, on paper is absolutely stacked. Um, it. I remember last year uh, listening to Colin Cowherd saying that uh, last season was the most vulnerable the Patriots have been in a while, and, and it's the most vulnerable that they, they will be. Um, and they have assured, shored up a lot of their weaknesses in this offseason. Um, through rookies and through, uh, you know, bringing in veterans, uh, making trades, and all that. So, um, you know, I'm not going to go and say that the Pats are going 16 and 0 and win the Super Bowl and all that. You know, I I don't want to be too cocky, but I. Uh, the Pats are definitely Super Bowl contenders, and um, and 
after that, it's just a just a race for who's second best uh, in the division. Now, I do feel that uh, Buffalo and and New York are certainly on the rise. Um, I I don't think that they are, you know, at the level where they can compete with New England uh, at the moment. But they're both teams with, you know, a very young group and uh, have a lot of potential. Um, Sam Darnold with Le'Veon Bell. Um, it's just, I mean, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a tough, tough it's, the division games are going to be a lot tougher than uh, they have been in recent history. Um, you know, every, every year everyone assumes that the Patriots just look at the calendar and you can check off, you know, two wins against Buffalo, two wins against New York, uh, probably lose against the Dolphins in Miami, but other than that, um, and I, you know, I, I definitely feel that uh, the other teams in the AFC East are getting stronger, um, and, you know, who knows how long uh, New England's reign will continue. Uh, I will say that and everyone seems to think that the Dolphins are going to be uh, uh, the weakest, certainly the weakest team in the AFC East. Uh, there's just too much you can't really factor in. You know, you don't know how Nick Foles is going to do. Um, and did you say um, the Dolphins? Huh? The Dolphins? Isn't Nick Foles with the Jacksonville? Sorry. sorry. Yeah, he. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, oh, that's right. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick and um, Josh Rosen. Sorry, <laughs> I knew it was a, I knew it was a, um, a Florida team. I just, you know, mixed them up. <laughs> but so, um, you know, the Dolphins are are trying to make moves. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's just, it's, it's too much to. There's too many moving parts for me to say that the Dolphins are going to be good, and a lot of I don't think that they're going to necessarily be the worst team in the NFL. A lot of people have them having the worst record uh, based off of their uh, predictions and everything. But uh, I do think that you know in each division someone has to be the loser, and this year it's the Dolphins. Who did who did you say had the was the second in the division? Oh, um, I would go, I'm going to go Bills. Uh, I just think that they have a little bit more experience than New York. Um, yeah, I, I think that the Bills have, have a little bit more, uh, a little bit more talent, a, a little bit more experience. Um, I think that the Bills are, are better than the Jets at the moment. Do you see... I don't think it's that. I don't think it's. I think it's closer between the two. But what? Do you see the Bills pushing for a wild card spot, or kind of sitting at like a nine, seven, eight, and eight, just on the outside? Um, it really just depends. I think on you know uh, how. How the other teams in the uh, how the other divisions do you know? I think the Bills can, can 
certainly pull out like uh, a nine and seven or or you know maybe one or two more wins. Um, but you know if if and I don't want to get too deep into what you're talking about, but you know the Chargers and and the Chiefs aren't going away. Um, you know who knows what's going to happen in the South now. It it really I think the Bills will be able to do everything that they can do. Uh, it's just a matter of what the other teams in the rest of the divisions can do. Um, other than a Tom Brady injury or decline, this is my last question. Other than a Tom Brady injury or decline, do you is there a is there a concern on the Patriots for why they wouldn't win the division? So, like, what would be a reason they wouldn't win the division, not counting anything happening to Tom Brady? Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> see, that's... So the thing is, Tom Brady's probably the only reason I could see... Um, you know, our, the running core isn't the best in the NFL, but it's one of the best. Um, you know, if maybe if the defense doesn't live up to um, its standard from last year, then maybe that's something you could see happening. Um, uh, yeah, I, I actually also the offensive line. Um, they, they've been good in the past. Um, it's just, you know, those, those, those types of things are something that you can never really be, you know, it, it takes a couple games. It, it seems for the Pats to kind of find their, their rhythm, you know, um, that's why playing Pittsburgh week one is such a, such a scary and exciting game. Um, because you never know, you know, it seems like every year there's there's a couple games in there. Everyone says, "Oh, geez, the sky's falling on the, you know, the Patriot Empire's done." Um, and, and you know, so that it, if those problems, you know, can't get fixed up or whatever. Another thing is Brian Flores, the defensive the defensive coordinator, um, left to go coach Miami last or this off season. So Bill Belichick is running the defense as well as managing the rest of the team. So maybe that could be uh, one of the factors, but, I guess. So realistically, you really don't see any reason the Patriots should have any trouble winning this division this year. Well, Tom Brady injury, uh, yeah. Okay. Is, is this... I disagree. It, all right. Well, Zay, you'll get the next division and you can rebut... Um, <laughs> This is my last question. Is this the year we see a notable Tom Brady decline before December? Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to go go ahead and say uh, sure. Okay. Um, this is, uh, you, you kind of saw it a little bit last season, kind of going into playoffs. He really didn't like the way he was throwing the ball. Um, 
it, it certainly it didn't look like he could throw the ball as deep as um, you know he uh, you know was able to um, and he you know worked with his throwing coach to um, kind of readjust his form and, and get everything kind of keyed back up so I mean that something that that you see is is some some sort of decline you know football seasons, a long what, five months. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, those types of stresses are definitely taking a toll on a 43-year-old uh, quarterback, you know. Um, so it's definitely something that you can see. We'll see if it, if it means that it, it's all over. But, you know, with, with receivers he's got um, and the run game that they have, I mean, Still going to put points up on the board, so. All right. Uh, Zay, first your response, and then take us through the north. And then, Roland, whenever you have to leave, just head on out. Um, All right. So, just quickly, so I think... Um, so, I think you, you will see Tom Grady go down a little bit in production and passing. I don't think his, his wide receivers are as talented as they have been. Uh, I think I think the Jets, now that Bell is around, if he stays healthy, I think the Jets' offense could be dangerous. Um, uh, and I think, like you said, the Dolphins always give the Patriots issues for some reason. Um, so I think they'll lose one of those. Uh, I think that I honestly, I think, I'm not going to say the Jets are going to win the division. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think the Jets are going to give the Patriots a run for their money. So I think it's, I think the Jets will come in second. The Bills will come in third. I'm not sold on Josh Allen yet for the Bills quarterback quite yet. Um, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm only going with, the Jets because I have more faith in Sam Darnold than I do Josh Allen um, and Le'Veon Bell so yeah I I mean the Patriots are going to win but I just I don't see them running away with the division like most people think so I, I think based more on the fact that Tom Brady regressing and the fact that, like you said, uh, their defensive coordinator leaving last year, I think that's going to hurt their defense a little bit, even though Bill Belichick is running the defense. Um, I think Belichick is more of an offensive. To me, he seems to always know what to do with Tom Brady and the situation he puts him in. So I think that's going to hurt their defense a little more. But... Again, like you said, you can't bet against Tom Brady to lose the division. So I think they'll win, but I definitely think the Jets will give them a good run. So yeah, uh, I I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I will mention that I mean, Bill Belichick, his his he's a very defensive-minded uh, coach. Everything that he had before becoming a head coach was all defensive stuff um so that's the only only thing that i would 
put in there. I don't know if, you know, his mindset's changed over the years or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think one, I think Bill Belichick will kind of handle Adam Gase's offense in New York, but I do agree. I think, uh, I, 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 especially with Tom Brady's contract expiring this year, I feel like that has something to do with it, but I feel like this could be like, we should enjoy this, especially this season of Tom Brady, because I don't know, father time never loses, and he's 42, and a fall might be coming. So, all right, Zay, take us through the north. Um, so, I am going with, so one is the Steelers will come in first, I think Cleveland will come in second, Baltimore third, Cincinnati last. Um, so I'm going to start up. So Cincinnati coming in last, I just, the defense hasn't hasn't done well in the past couple years. Andy Dalton hasn't looked well. A.J. Green is starting off the season injured. So I, I just, I don't think, I don't think they can just compete with the division. Like, they're not as talented as the other teams in this division. So I just, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with other teams in our division. And then Baltimore, that's mainly because I don't have faith in Lamar Jackson. I don't think, I don't trust his passing game. Yeah, he can, he's a good running quarterback, but I don't think he's a good passing quarterback, and I don't trust that. I don't think he can beat teams with his passing game. Um, I think you, you have to do that in the AFC North, so... I, I. That's why I went Baltimore second to last. Cleveland. Cleveland's from a, a talent standpoint, obviously the talent's there. Um, I mean, you got Nick Chubb, you got Landry, Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield. I mean, that offense is loaded. The defense as well is has gotten better each year, as the years have gone on. Um, so their defense is solid. Um, I, yeah, I, I just like, they, now there's a chance that, like, Baker Mayfield does not have as good a season as he did, did last year. There's a very good chance of that happening, but I still like, you know, the talent of Nick Chubb and Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. That's a, a great wide receiver duo right there, so whoever, whatever quarterback plays, if Mayfield gets injured or whatever... He's going to have great weapons. Um, and then the Steelers, uh, I just, I've, I've, liked, I've liked what I've seen in preseason. And, again, they still have a ton of talent. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is very talented for the young guy he is. Um, you got James Conner still who showed that he can be a number one running back last year with Bell out. So, and you've got, I mean, young wide receivers as well. James Washington, who's showed in preseason as well he's a deep threat uh and the defense i think has come together as well devin bush inside linebacker a great draft pick right there who's again done well in preseason so i just i think they'll beat cleveland uh but they those games are not going to be as easy as they have been in the past so i think cleveland's going to be your toughest opponent in the division as surprising as it is to say um but yeah I'm, i think ben is 
determined with these last few years he has to win a Super Bowl. So um, I think he's determined. And now that A.B. and Le'Veon Bell are gone, I think that's only going to help this team as well. So that's my picks. So, Zay, I'm... Do you have, like, a projected record for Pittsburgh? If you don't, don't worry about it, and let's do that next week. Um, Because I think that people are sleeping on the Steelers because they lost Bell, because they lost A.B. I agree. But if you watch the preseason, James Washington's looking good. Can't argue with um, the Steelers' ability to develop wide receivers. Yeah. And I do think Devin Bush has been awesome in the preseason. And didn't the Steelers lead the league in sacks last year? Uh, they were, I don't know if they led. They were definitely up there. I'll look it TJ up. TJ Watt. Um, but what about, so you're not buying the Cleveland hype? Uh, I mean, I don't think they'll win the division. Uh, but I would not be surprised at all if, you know, like them and the Chargers or the wild card, wild card spots. Um, and I, I don't think anyone's gonna argue with you on Cincy, but yeah. nope. the Ravens are kind of tough, right? Because they got they're gonna play good defense. They got a good coach. Yeah, they won. They won last year. Right, they won the division last year. Yeah. So, what what do you think is going to happen there? I it just came down to me not trusting in Lamar Jackson to have a good season. Uh, I just I don't I don't trust his throwing capability. I don't think he's a good passing QB, and you need that in the AFC North. So. Uh, I don't think he can do what he did last year again. You think there's just more film on him so teams will better be able to defend him like yeah, the Chargers part, did yeah. in the wild card game? Yeah, I think that will play a big part. All right. Roland, John, you have anything you want to throw in before we move on? Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, I like everything. Oh, sorry. You can go. He said no. Huh? Oh, John said no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I was going to say I agree. The only thing is, I, I don't know, like, uh, what, I, well, I guess if you don't know what you have, like, the, the Pittsburgh record at, like, how, how much worse do you think uh, Baltimore will be than Cleveland? Because for me, those two teams are kind of interchangeable, and it's only really because... Baltimore won the division last year. I mean, I I don't I don't see either any team other than Pittsburgh winning the division. Um, but you know, um, Cleveland's got a, a brand new shiny wide receiver and all this stuff. And and Baltimore won the division last year. So um, you know, how how much you have Cleveland beating Baltimore by? Uh, no, only by a game. Honestly, I would say. Um, honestly, I see Baltimore finishing like eight and eight, five hundred, and like maybe Cleveland nine and seven. That's fair. I think the interesting 
the interesting thing will be to see, you know, if Cleveland has a tough early schedule, if they start two and four, three and three, maybe even one and five potentially, you know, how's the team gonna react? How's Freddie Kitchens gonna be able to control that locker room? How's Odell gonna be able to manage himself yeah. not really winning with all these high expectations? Um, so that will be something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, John, most yeah. interesting division in the world. Take us through it. Did you say the most interesting? Yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck. Dude, I have had the hardest time. So I can see why I say it's the most interesting. But making a final list, and especially with like records and stuff, I've got no idea how any of this is going to pan out. But I have some guesses, so we're going to roll with that. Most notable is that Houston is going to win. Okay. Uh, you can look at their draft picks and be like, um, Bill O'Brien, what are you doing? You traded for Duke Johnson, which hypothetically should help your passing game. But then on the other side of the ball in their defense, some of their pass protection isn't super great, but you've still got like really strong defensive players on the Texans. Um, but they have such like an opening schedule, t- tough opening schedule in the first seven weeks. Saints, Chargers, Chiefs, Colts on the road. Um, but I do think that they're going to find a way to shore up their defense. Um, and it's kind of hard to bet against the top, one of the top two teams. They've won the AFC South in nine of the last Ten, or them or the Colts have won the AFC South in nine of the last ten seasons. Uh, which leads me, so I guess going down the list, Houston's going to take the division, and then I think Jacksonville is going to come in second. Um, unf- much to my chagrin, as I don't, like... I personally don't think it's going to... Like, Nick Foles isn't the second coming that maybe the, he hopes to be in Jacksonville. Um, I think that... <laughs> I do think that they could expect a good season because I remember a couple seasons ago they did really well. Um, and so I am putting them to do decently well. And they've improved on paper. You know, when you look at it with some of their offensive rebuilds. Um, so they've got Josh Allen, and then uh, they've got Leonard Fournette. Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. He's running well this preseason, and then you've got your pro bowlers, Jalen Ramsey and Kalai Campbell. Yep. Kalais. Uh, yep. So hopefully that's where I'm putting Jacksonville. I'm putting then Tennessee. I think it's just going to be ugly. Um, I feel bad for Tennessee Titans fans. It's just going to be a roller coaster of a season. Um, we'll hope we'll see if Ryan Tannehill can get a few starts, and then um, the Colts are coming in last, maybe a little bit lost after the loss of their captain and of their leader in the quarterback role, Jacob. Jacoby Brissett is a solid quarterback, but he's not luck. Um, 
and so I do think this is going to be a chance for someone else to uh, get really competitive and fight for the top spot. So um, I, I do agree with you, John. I do like your stand, your order. Yeah. My question for you is, and if you don't you know, have a good answer other than Deshaun Watson, do you think the Texans can overcome the loss of their starting running backs torn ACL, Lamar Miller torn ACL, a questionable at best offensive line and a defense potentially without Jadevian Clowney. Based on your rankings, are you saying you think Deshaun Watson will be the one to carry that team to a division win? Who is this Clowney guy? So Clowney is a former number one overall pick defensive end who okay. uh, you might not have been on last episode, but he's been holding out for a new contract. Uh, um, but okay. him and J.J. Watt form some sort of bookends on the defense that make a really good pair of defensive ends. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess without him, the division race is wide open. So do you, would you say it's kind of going to be like a tight division where yeah. maybe oh, Houston yeah. wins at 10-6, and six, Jacksonville's right there at 9-7, and seven, and Tennessee? Like, do you think... How bad do you think the Colts will be? Because Jacoby's played before, he has experience, and the team around him is pretty solid. Do you think it'll be a huge gap between one to four? Um, shit, I can't do math. Can we believe that out? <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't know. We're going to go with a four, game, four or five game gap between top and bottom. So if Houston's at ten... Indies at six. Yeah, I could I could see that happening. Okay. Do you have any complaints, Zay? Uh, no, I I agree for the most part. The the only question with Houston I have is like you said with uh, the running back situation being you know difficult right now, and um, is like the can Deshaun Watson carry the offense? Um, hopefully he doesn't get injured. I feel like he's kind of injury prone, so we'll see. Um, I like Jacksonville a lot with Nick Foles uh, and Leonard Fournette, assuming he can stay healthy. So I like Jacksonville. Um, I actually like Tennessee, too, with Marcus Mariota. I think he's going to have a good season. So, um... Yeah, I don't think the Colts will be as bad as people think now that Luck's gone. I was going to go 7-9, and 6-10, and 10, like you guys said. I don't think it's they're going to be a disaster like people think. Um, but, yeah, I for the most part, I agree with what John said. There's just a lot of questions in the AFC South. Yeah, now that you guys mention it, the Jaguars obviously upgraded Nick Foles over Bortles. Leonard Fournette was a little injured last year. Their defense is just as good, if not better, with Josh Allen. I, I, you know, John, I would have thought the Jaguars were three or four. With If Andrew Luck was playing, I'd put them four. Um, yeah. But now that he's gone, and we've talked about Lamar Miller's out, Clowney might be traded, Deshaun might get hurt. He's a little injury prone. He might miss a game. Yeah. I could see the Jaguars sneaking in and winning this division. I could oh, also yeah. see yeah. 
I could see the Titans sneaking in and winning if Mariota stays healthy, and that's a huge if. Yeah. Um, but I think we can all agree that a wild card is not going to come from this division. I think we can agree on that too, especially yeah. if it's going to be this close. And it's yeah. and the Colts aren't going to be a pushover. Yeah. Cuz they they upgraded on the team too. The you could say the only downgrade is luck to Brissett, which is pretty deep. Yeah. But it's going to be I think this one will come down to the wire for a division winner. Yeah. And to be honest, I got my money on uh Super Bowl winning quarterback Nick Foles if it comes down to it. So that 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 might be the only disagreement I have with you, John. But I can't. Ar- no, I don't think anyone can really argue with what you said. Yeah, man, I have done so well. You have. <laughs> I re- I've read so many articles. No, that's good. That's what we do here. We got a memo. Um. All right. I'm gonna close things out with the West. So top heavy division for me with the Chiefs and the Chargers, and I looked at the Vegas over unders. Kansas City is at 10.5, Chargers are at 10. When I looked at both their schedules, I have... When I first looked at it, I thought Kansas City's was tougher, and that makes sense because they won the division last year, so they, you know, get the one-seed schedule. I had them at 11 wins, so over their uh, over-under. When I first looked at the Chargers, I had them at 13. But then I remembered Melvin Gordon's out, and while they were 4-0 last year without him, starting the season may be a little different. Also, and more importantly, Derwin James is out for maybe six weeks of the season. I think that's big. I think they'll get into some shootouts and maybe lose a game they wouldn't lose if Derwin James was playing. So I also have the Chargers at 11 wins. Between those two, though, I'm going to give Kansas City the win. Um, because they play each other week 17, and usually, I don't know how tiebreakers work in the NFL exactly, but usually if you win week 17, you kind of get the the advantage, I guess. So I have Kansas City and Los Angeles at 11 wins. If I were to say which team would have more, I'd give it to the Chiefs, because I think the Chiefs upgraded on defense. Pat Mahomes is only going to be a year better. Um, so could I see Kansas City winning 12, 13 games? Yes. Could I see the Chargers winning 12, 13 games? Yes, but it's not as likely for me. In fact, I think they could maybe only win 10, maybe 9, depending on how bad, you know, they missed Derwin James. The Chargers have a history of starting slow. Um, but with all that being said, I do see the Chiefs winning and the Chargers being that fifth seed in the wild card. Um, then there's Denver and Oakland. I think Denver, their defense is going to be good with Vic Fangio. I just don't trust Joe Flacco on offense. So I looked at their schedule. Um, it's it's gonna. I think they could win six games. Their over unders at seven. I'm gonna go six. Joe Flacco has gotten hurt the past few seasons, missed a couple games, and if he's not playing, you got Drew Locke. Bryce Ripien and Kevin Hogan are your backups in Denver. I have zero confidence in any of them. If Joe Flacco misses any times, that's going to hurt the Broncos no matter how good their defense is. With that being said, they won a Super Bowl with a good defense, but 
Peyton Manning was there. Brad, uh, Paxton Lynch was playing good that season, but I, I could see a 6-10 and 10 win. The season for the Broncos, putting you know flames under John Elway's seat, putting him on the hot seat, not being able to get a good quarterback. Um, yeah, I could see them struggling. And then Oakland, I think they're going to be a mess, especially defensively. The only potential wins I could see on their schedule were at the Jets and at the Bengals. And, you know, maybe they lose one of them, maybe they lose both. I think they will. I don't think they'll go winless. I think they'll be like a 2-14, and 3-13 team. But I don't think they'll be good at all. I have no confidence in them. Um, I just don't see it on defense. They're going to be out there a lot. Derek Carr doesn't really get me excited like he was since his leg injury. So... I feel bad for Raiders fans. I don't think they'll do good. Um, so for me, it goes Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Hmm. The Raiders are so low. Did they not have a good season a while ago? So a couple years ago, I think it was 2016, they were 12-4. and four. So long ago. But Derek Carr broke his leg, so they got out in the playoffs. And since then, I just hasn't haven't seen it from him. Yeah. And that's a good point. They still don't have a pass rush, in my opinion. I just don't see. I don't see it for them. I just don't see it. Yeah. I. I agree. I think, I think the Kansas City, San Diego. Um, I think that's a toss-up. Anything could happen with those two. Um, I honestly, I could see San Diego um, beating out Kansas City. I just in case you know Mahomes has an off season or doesn't uh, have as good as years last year. So I could see the Chargers beating them, but I think. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a really interesting matchups. Those games are going to be so entertaining between those two. But then, yeah, I think Oakland's going to be a mess. I think AB's causing too many issues. And I just think he's not going to help the team as much as they had hoped. So, with Denver, like you said, the it's going to their season's going to revolve around how good Joe Flacco does. So, because you know their defense is going to do well. So, yeah. Also, to make things even more interesting, the Chargers and the Chiefs play each other twice in the last six weeks of the season. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so it's really going to come down to the wire for them. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, both, all teams are going to play the NFC North. Um, So Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions, those aren't pushovers. And they also play the AFC South. Um, which, you know, we kind of talked about. Could be tough teams defensively. So that's eight games plus six. That's 14. So, I mean, not easy, not an easy schedule for this division. Um, like I, like we'll talk about it next week in the NFC, but like, I think Packers are going to be good. Vikings could be good. The Bears could be good. And Lions, I don't think are going to be a pushover. So definitely a tough, uh, schedule for all the teams and that's partially why the chargers especially without derwin james i think could struggle early on 
Yeah. Alright, um, so what else? We talked about Andrew Luck, the surprise retiring because of injuries. Um, I just feel bad for him not being able to stay healthy. He's such a talent. I watched NFL has an eight-minute video of all his highlights. He was really good. You kind yeah. of forget how good he was, but he was really good. What else do we have? Clowney uh, still holding out, but there are reports that he met with the Dolphins staff for a potential trade, but he would prefer the Eagles or the Seahawks. Um, so we will see if he gets traded before the season. Um, I would like to see him go to either the Eagles or the Seahawks because I don't want him playing the Bills twice a year. That's just me. Ezekiel Elliott still holding out in Cabo, even though it was reported he was offered a contract in between Le'Veon Bells and Todd Gurley's making him the second highest paid running back in the league. If you, But he turned it down. If you're Zeke... I don't think you're getting more money than Todd. Yeah. He I if he should have taken this contract. I don't yeah. know who is going to pay him uh, running back money. I mean, Le'Veon Bell signed a year after Todd Gurley and made less. It's just how the market's going. I think he missed out. And yeah. I, I will be very interested to see what the um, Dallas Cowboys do in the future with him and what Zeke ends up doing if he holds out a whole year. If not, we'll see what happens. Jerry Jones seems to be pretty confident they'll get a contract done for him by week one, so he'll be with them. But I'm a little doubtful that I don't really see that happening. Yeah. Um, last news I wanted to bring up was Carly Lloyd, U.S. Women's National Team star, went to Eagles camp last week and drilled a 55-yard field goal. And has gotten reported one offer from an NFL team to play this preseason. She has turned it down, but she is considering offers from multiple teams. So this brings up a point. Ooh, interesting. I only heard that she had one offer. Yeah, I, so I, on my Buffalo Bills Instagram fanatics page, they reported that maybe it was the Bills that offered him the spot. Neither confirmed nor denied, but it's the fact that these Carly Lloyd is considering it I think is big news because it's not a physical physically punishing position I see no reason why she couldn't do it or why she shouldn't and from her perspective she could probably get paid more playing for an NFL team than what she makes in soccer so I I'll it'll be interesting to see if she signs and how she does because it's easy to drill a 55-yarder when you can run up four steps and drill it in perfect weather with no line jumping over you and no fans and no bright lights. But it's a completely different thing when there are fans and lights on, when it's windy, when it's snowy, when it's raining. And kickers only really have two steps to their approach because otherwise the kick will get blocked. So, well, do I think she could do it? Yes. But I think she's got to practice a different type of kicking to do so. But I think it'd be really cool if she did sign and even made a field goal in an NFL game. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I, don't, I think that would be really, really awesome to see, especially for Carly Lloyd, I think. Uh, you know, the cap, one of the captains, the women's national team like crossing over to 
show what um, a different kind of athlete can do, not just on the basis of gender, but on the basis of sport. Harry Kane from Tottenham always says he wants to retire from the Premier League and then come and be a kicker in the NFL. Um, So I think if she can do it, why not? Super fun, super cool. Um, I would wonder what that sacrifice would be for playing for the, you know, sky blue in New Jersey for the national team, if that's worth it, if, if she's allowed to, and what she can make work. Um, yeah, I, I think she can do it. Um, and I would like to see her be given the chance to do it. Um, I just, if I was in this, if I was in her shoes, I would wait until the Olympics. Cause I, I'm going to guess she wants to go to the Olympics, 2020 Olympics next year to play for the U S team. Um, and then after the Olympics, seriously consider going for the NFL. So, which, yeah, but I, I would love to see that. I think that'd be cool. And I think she's one player that I would like to see do that. So. Yeah, that would, uh, I think it would open a ton of doors for a ton of different people. Uh, women, especially, um, if Carly Lord were to get a chance, but it'll, I think she's already has conflicts, you know, like she couldn't do it on third this game because are they playing Portugal or something? Yeah. So there's it's a part of the US victory tour. Okay, so yeah, she has prior engagements, but um who knows? Maybe something will happen. Um the other no sorry, the other news I had before I give it to you guys for anything you got. Noah Lyles broke Usain Bolt's 200-meter record at a meet in Paris. Yeah, in the Diamond League. Um, running, what was it, 195, 196? 1965, I think. 1965. Um, so he seems to be turning into form at a good time before the 2020 Olympics next year with the Olympic trials in May or June. So definitely something to keep in mind. Will he break Usain Bolt's 1919 200-meter record? I don't know. I mean, to shave off... He ran a 19.5 this season. To shave off 31 hundredths of a second in a year could be tough. Could be tough. I don't think he will break Bolt's record. Yeah. Yes, so he ran a 19.65. I just don't think he breaks it. I can't say ever, but not soon. And I think, yeah. I think it's hard to, you need though just the raw speed of 100 meters over doubling the length. And when you watch Noah Lyles race, it's totally minute, but he doesn't have the greatest curve, so the first hundred, but he has such a strong finish, mm-hmm. you'd really have to work on his opening 100, yeah. I think, to get close to Bolt's record, but I love Noah Lyles. Don't think he's going to break the record. Yeah. Alright, do you guys have 
anything else that you thought of? I've seen Neymar could... Uh, PSG is trying to get Neymar to Barcelona, but the first two offers were rejected. Also, PSG news, Kylian Mbappe has a strained hamstring, so he could be out a month or two. Um, Six weeks for Kylian Mbappe out, and Edinson Cavani's out for a month. <laughs> oh, two yes. Of their trident, you know, their attackers in three, in one game. That's uh, tough. Yikes. And I think there's one thing that I want to bring up, my favorite sports moment of the week. American Zach Bitter destroys the 100-mile world record running a 648-mile for 100 miles. That's insane. 11 hours, 19 minutes, and 13 seconds. First of all, could you just imagine running at any speed for 11 hours? Yeah. I, I know you can't, I, John. I know you can, but I don't. I don't think most people can. That's insane. My limit's like thirty minutes, so to do twenty of those runs, unbelievable, at a pace much faster than I could do. That's an, that's an insane pace, though. You have to keep that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's like. So that's what it averages out to is he probably had to run probably closer to 6.30 if he stopped for an aid station or something. It was on an indoor track, so it was, you know, 100-mile distances typically run over trails and whatnot. So steady ground, steady terrain, super, you know, consi- like prime for consistency, prime for a record. Would it have been faster if he was on an outdoor 400-meter track because Ooh, there's less turns? I don't know. Um, he claimed in 2013, he claimed the American record at this thing called the Desert Solstice Invitational, um, which is, I'm pretty sure, a 24-hour event. Um, and then for the next six years, he worked on dropping his time. So in 2013, he ran 11 hours and 40 minutes. And then, just you know, over six years, dropped his time twenty-one minutes. Yeah. Um, I just so he says he was training in Phoenix for the summer, and he was still running. For his training runs were three to three and a half hours. Wow. Like trying, and his goal was to be hitting six thirty paces. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. And I just, one of the things that blows my mind about these ultra runners is that many of them peak in their 30s. And I think when you compare that to other athletes, that's just, like, mind-blowing. And it's like their late 30s, right? Like, closer to 40? Yeah, so Zach Gooder's, what, I think it's like 35. Yeah, I think most sports, when you think of football or baseball or... Basketball, their prime's like eight, 28 to 32. Yeah. So, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So, Zach Bitter's 33. And there's just so many other people in their 40s um, who are just killing it. Yeah. So. Zay, is your favorite sports moment of the week that the uh, Pirates won a game? <laughs> 
Yeah, they actually swept the Cincinnati Reds, so that was that was nice. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, mine is, I don't know, it's not last week, but just this week. Uh, college football has started. That's exciting. That kind of just starts off the football season, college and NFL, so... Yeah, we didn't even talk about that, but my Florida Gators beat the Miami Hurricanes yeah. in college kickoff on Saturday, 24-20, to in a really, really sloppy game. Both teams could have won it. Um, a lot of turnovers, a lot of penalties. It was just ugly, but luckily it's just week zero, and my Gators are the best team in the nation right now. <laughs> um, yeah. My favorite sports moment of the week was, I, I kind of have two. One was the Gator win, but the also, it's kind of like a celebration of Andrew Luck's career in wake of his own, not unfortunate, I don't want to say unfortunate retire, because he seems very at peace with his decision. I think it was a good decision. But for us as fans, to lose the ability to witness a great quarterback play, um, it's, I mean, we should not dictate how long a player plays, but... I know I would have enjoyed watching him for a few more years. Um, definitely one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. Yeah. So we will see, you know, at consolation, we have Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> retire too soon. Yeah. Um, Sam Darnold could be good. Baker Mayfield could be good. Rosen, Josh Allen could be good. Who else? Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, a lot of young quarterbacks, but Andrew Luck was arguably one of the best of that group. So next week we will come to you with our NFC predictions and hopefully a playoff picture prediction. Uh, and we are going to set that in stone. So you can expect each of us to have a division like this week with the AFC. And we will ask each four of us to come up with a playoff picture at the beginning of the season, which will lock, with the exceptions of catastrophic injuries, with an absolute lock by week eight. So you can hold us accountable to that. Um, hopefully your fantasy football drafts are going well. I have one tomorrow and one on Saturday. Give me a total of five leagues. I know. We talked to you about our league. And, John, last thing, what have you done with Andrew Luck on your roster? I dropped him. Did you pick up someone? Uh, I did. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. Was it, was it Jacoby? Because you already had two other quarterbacks. Yes, I did not pick another quarterback. Okay. Um, let's see, my team. Hey, Tommy's got a picture now. Nice. Our boy Tommy Sweeney has an f- official picture. Oh, I think it was, I picked up um, Howard from Phillies. Jordan Howard, running back, Philadelphia. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, it's a good thing you covered yourself by drafting Matt Ryan and... Garoppolo. Jimmy G. All right, good. So, thanks for tuning in this week on We Got a Memo podcast. We had a good time. Hopefully, you know, we make it through this weekend. Big games, actually. We got Auburn and Oregon at 7.30 on Saturday on ABC. On Sunday night, we have Houston versus Oklahoma. Um, Just, you know, check on ESPN. Check on uh, 
your TV guide for some good college football games this weekend. Football's back, so uh, go out, enjoy it, and tune in with us next week.